Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. I know I've been gone for quite some time, but I'm so excited to be back and get back to talking about step parenting and the things that we all go through. I know it's a lot and I've been hearing from a lot of stepmoms lately about, you know, what they're going through and I've actually been creating a six-week program. So I've been busy. I just have been slacking on the podcasting. So I'm happy to get back into it. And so let's just get an update here. I had the stepkids here for Christmas and my mother-in-law and something I did this year. So my mother-in-law lives in the same city that they live in. So she takes care of them a lot and she has always their whole life. They've lived with her. She's been with them at least once a week, usually more than that for sleepovers, making them dinner. She's, she's had a huge hand in raising them. So when we're all together, it can be a struggle to know my role. You know, this is a constant theme in step parenting, but when we're both under the same roof and the kids are here, it's hard to know where I stand and what is okay and what's not, you know. So over the years, it's been tough to kind of navigate through that. And so this year, I wanted to be more conscious of where I'm going to feel like you know, I'm being held back or like I should be able to take control of this. And, and, you know, that battle that I have gone through in the past, I didn't want to face it this year. So before they came, I was very intentional about knowing that, you know, she has raised them and she has been with them and they're going to be here for two weeks. And it doesn't change the fact that I'm their stepmom. It doesn't change the fact that I have a hand in raising them as well and that they respect me and my house and our rules and whatever. So I made a promise to myself that I was just going to step back while they were here. And I don't know if it's just that we've evolved to this point or if it was the fact that I made that choice and decided not to, um, you know, see them as my responsibility while they were here. And maybe that's not the right word, but to not have all the control over what they do, then I I felt there was absolutely no tension when it came to who was controlling what or making what decisions or I don't know. So I don't know. I guess the point is that it is, it's a good idea in these scenarios where you know that there's going to be something or there has been a pattern of some sort of feeling within you in the past to, to really face that and decide what's worth it? You know, is it worth it for me to feel like their grandma is the one that's making the choices that I feel I should be making when they're here? Like, does that really matter? No, I had a great time. I felt like we, everybody got along really well. Everything went really smooth and I'm not taking credit for it because it's quite possible that it just never came up. Maybe Maybe we've just gotten to that point where it's not a huge deal anymore. Maybe it's their age. I don't know. But it was great. So highly recommend if there's some feeling and a pattern of some feeling that comes up in you, just to take stock of it, figure out what is causing it and what you can do on your side to avoid 
feeling that way and it really can help. So anyway, that was great. The whole visit was great. We took the kids to um, go snowboarding and skiing. My stepson fell. He was in some pain and we, you know, kind of encouraged him to move it. And so we were, we were keeping a close eye on him, but we were also, you know, not dwelling on it and trying to move on from too much focus on the injured wrist. Um, <clears throat> we let him take the day off snowboarding the next day because he said it was still hurting. So we didn't want to force him if he was afraid. I honestly thought that he was afraid. I thought that he fell and that he was afraid of falling again. I knew that he, he was in pain, but I honestly didn't think it was a huge deal. It, there was no swelling, no bruising. He was moving it when he wasn't thinking about it without wincing or making any faces. And so I thought we were good to go. So anyway, the next day he took the day off snowboarding. I asked him how it was doing at lunch and he said that everything was fine, that he was, you know, that it was okay. Then never heard another word about it for the rest of the time that they were with us. We went downhill snow tubing, which is not ideal if you have wrist pain. And he wanted to do one more run after his brother and sister called it a day. So that was fine. He's jumping on the trampoline with his buddy. That was fine. Everything was fine. He did not mention it again. We went skating, tied up his skates, untied his skates. Anyway, he gets home. His mom puts a wrist brace on it. I'm thinking, what, what, what is she doing that for? Like, he was fine. Why is it coming up again? I don't understand. Anyway, moving on. Didn't really think much more of it. He went, he was going to start boxing after they got back. She sent him boxing. She said it hurt after that. I was like, oh, it's been weeks since that happened. Like, maybe you should take him in just to have it looked at if it's still hurting. Anyways, it was broken. His wrist was broken. I couldn't believe it. I was terrified that, you know, we were going to get some letter or something from his mom saying that, we didn't treat him or that it was a form of neglect, but luckily we are beyond that. I think that was just some residual fear from past court days. But, and then in hindsight, she also sent him boxing. So obviously she thought there was nothing wrong with his wrist or that he was okay. At least not definitely not broken. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. It was terrifying that that happened on our time. And then she found out once they got back to her, this is my worst nightmare come to life and anyway he's okay he's been back to get an x-ray again and it's healing properly he's he's just had a like temporary cast that he has to put on at night and when he goes to school but anyway so that was that was horrific and I was suffering the worst mom guilt ever finding that out because I was like you're fine moving on you know and when I should have been sitting in the hospital room with him like Ugh, so in future, I'm going to have everything checked just to be sure if they say there's pain, we are going to be a little dramatic about it from now on because I cannot have that happen again. Um, yeah, so that was fun. And then the kids left. It was, it was tough. My five-year-old woke up the next morning. They left really early, so I didn't wake up the boys. They said goodnight when they went to bed and then didn't wake them up for the goodbye. Cause I always cry. Then I think I make it more upsetting for them and whatever. It just wasn't, 
worth waking them up early to go through that. So we didn't. And then um, my husband took them to the airport. I came back up to bed. I was pretty upset seeing them leave. It's just, it's the worst part. It's just hard to say goodbye to them. You get used to having them here and then you know it's going to be so long till you see them again. And I hate that. But anyway, so I came back up, went back to bed. It was early. And then my five-year-old gets up in the morning and he's crying instantly, just bawling his eyes out, saying that he wants, he doesn't want them to go and he misses them. And so that was rough, but again, it didn't last long. So luckily these kids, they spring back and it doesn't, doesn't go on too long. So I'm thankful for that. And they're back there. You know, my stepson's been through it, but on top of the rest, he's been sick. And so he's just, he's having a rough go, but hopefully once he gets past this one, then he'll be up and at him and good to go for a while. My stepdaughter is in the middle of exams. She's, you know, it's her first time taking exams. So a little stressed out about that, but I'm sure she'll do well. She always does. She's very, very successful at school. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. My little ones are doing well big boy at school he's in kindergarten and loving it and the little guy is actually enjoying daycare and knock on wood we've made it through an illness without an ear infection so I'm hopeful that we're not going to be sick as much in the months ahead I'm really hoping so anyways I had COVID last week and nobody else got it so I'm also really thankful for that and I'm glad that's over and we can just move on so anyway, I did put a little question box in my story to see what you guys are struggling with so I can touch on that a little. And yeah, so I got a few responses. So one of them is that um, your partner wants to put his daughter in a Christian private school and fully pay for it and high conflict bio mom will not agree. So this is so frustrating, but I think my advice without knowing any more than that is just to you know, kind of lay out the reasons that your partner wants her in the school and try to have a civil conversation with bio mom about it, why she doesn't want it and just be open-minded, you know, because what school they go to, I, as important as it is, it's, it's not the end of the world either, as long as they're going to school, you know, so just try to be open-minded to what bio mom's reservations are and try to have I mean I know that you're going to be sitting here thinking the only reason she's saying no is because we're saying yes and that's how it always works and I get it I get it and that's probably true but being open-minded to what she wants to and just trying to not let it consume you and frustrate you and and realizing that your daughter will be okay you know even if she doesn't go to the school you want her to and maybe she doesn't go this year maybe it's next year you know, but some of these things we have no control over and it's just going to cause us so much stress and anxiety when all we can control is what we can control. And we can't convince high conflict bio mom into doing what we want because that's just not how they work. So if there are substantial reasons why you want her in this particular school, then maybe you go to court. I don't know if they have an agreement or not, but if it's worth a huge fight, then Maybe that's what you have to do. And again, you may do that and still not get what you want. So just deciding how big of a fight this is worth to you and 
and you know trying to remember that as long as she's in school that's what's most important um okay the next one my partner is not disciplining his son for disrespect or cockiness so that's really frustrating but again looking at age-appropriate behavior I don't know how old your stepson is but sometimes they can just be that way you know and we want different things than their bio parent we come at it a different way we see it differently and we can get so frustrated for sure and with good reason but is it worth battling your partner over you know this is only going to last for so long I know that we can tend to see a much more horrific outcome or if they don't learn how to respect people or behave in a certain way, then they're never going to succeed in life, or they're going to end up in jail, or whatever extremes our brains go to. But this, this may just be age-appropriate behavior. And if you were biologically connected, you might have more tolerance for it. There might be other reasons that he's getting under your skin. And so sometimes it's just, you know, next time he asks you to do something, be like, listen, the way you're treating me, we don't have this kind of relationship. And so no, I don't feel like I need to do that for you. You know, coming up with some boundary yourself with what you're willing to put up with and just sticking to that. You know, it doesn't have to be um, your partner disciplining him if that's not what he wants. He, he, you know, they are the parent. And so sometimes we just have to let them parent the way they want and then set up our own boundaries for how we're willing to be treated. But again, try to take a step back and see how severe it really is or if you are kind of taking it more personally because of the position you're in um yeah that's my advice there how to move forward after big lies from daughter and bio family so that's it's stressful I don't know what the lie is but I would what I would recommend trying to do is seeing why the daughter lied what her intentions might be I mean how old she is plays a part when I was a teenager I lied to my parents about a lot of things and I don't know it had nothing to do with any of my parents so just trying to see it for what it is and not not trying to attach too much to it um yeah I don't know we need to talk more about what actually happened because I I don't have much info on that so yeah, what I would try to do is try to see the motivation, try to see, you know, try to weigh out what really it was. And kids are kids and they're they're going to lie. So trying to give her a little bit of grace with that. And especially if her bio family was backing her on it or potentially pushing her to it, then she's stuck in a really tough place. And it's that's hard, right? getting kids to go against their biological parent when they're trying to tell them to do something wrong is that's tough and if that is the case then she needs a safe place to go and so giving her a little bit of leniency with that and and not shoving her right in the middle of a difficult place is going to go a really long way in the long run um kids age gap nine and a half years and that my older stepson sports dictate every weekend so uh, sports are tricky because I, I feel they're important, but I also get that they take up a lot of time. And when your stepson's activities are taken away from your younger children, then that's tough. But maybe you divide and conquer. Maybe your partner takes your stepson to the sports and then you stay with the littles and plan something for them. You know, they don't have to be 
constantly being dragged to all the sports and missing out on activities that they would rather be doing. So yeah, I, I think that would be reasonable. Are you plan things for them with other people? It, it I know it, ugh, you want to spend the weekend with your family, but sometimes that's just not the way it's going to work. And just trying to figure out something to do so that you don't feel like your life is being dictated by their sports. Um, yeah, that's my advice on that one. So that's all I've got for this week. Next week, I'm going to be talking with another stepmom. So that was a really fun conversation to have. And I'm excited to put that one out there. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to have a few guests actually. So I've, I've decided that talking to myself isn't, isn't as motivating as having conversations with other people. And I'm going to have more guests on moving forward and potentially a new co-host by the end of the year. So yeah, that is where we are at. I'm glad to be back. I'm still kind of struggling with my voice and my lungs a bit after COVID. I, I just can't stand this virus, but it is what it is. And yeah, I'm looking forward to being back here and connecting with all of you. So thanks for listening to me ramble yet again. And I look forward to talking to you guys from here on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you'd like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.